When I was a professional athlete, that's all I did. I avoided family. I was just focused on building my personal brand. What's the next sponsor I can get? Next international trip I can take? Where is it going to start snowing next? As opposed to realizing now I'm older, I'm not getting invited to a bunch of weddings. I don't have a bunch of super tight friends. I'm just noticing like I gave up a lot for me and to pursue this thing that I thought was like the one thing that would make me happy, the dream, whatever everyone was applying me for it. Sometimes you just have to experience it too. You don't know until you really know. You might not intuitively know what's good for you in the moment, but I do think it's important to listen to the way that your mind and body reacts to those decisions because it's going to tell you something for sure. Welcome to the Madeline Show. I am here with Hannah Hardenberg. We go way back. Oh my goodness. Hannah was a member in Aspen Art Collective, which was one of my first businesses, a community of artists that I curated and showed their work all over the country and even virtually all over the world. Hannah is the queen of reinventing herself. And I know that you guys are going to want to listen to this because by the end of this episode, you are going to know a couple of things that you should do and a couple of things that you don't have to do when it comes to turning yourself into that person you want to become. I'm just so thankful to have Hannah here. She is an artist and creative studying at Harvard in Cambridge, and I'm going to let her do the rest. (laughs) Thanks, Madeline. I'm so excited to be here, and it's so nice to like be able to see you virtually on the screen. It's so nice to reconnect, and I'm so glad to be here, so thanks. You are so welcome. It really is my pleasure. Um, As we were talking before I hit record, you guys, just like what Hannah wanted to highlight for you, she mentioned this concept of reinventing and I was just floored. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's perfect. That's the perfect topic because so many of us are going through that. All right. So I have little props, all these different business cards that I've had. All right, we got QR codes, we got different so pictures, great. we have different businesses, right? You are allowed to change things, whether it's your hair, your career, going back to school, whether there's a reason or not, you're allowed to reinvent if it's personally or for business. So we're going to cover all of that. And we're going to make sure that you leave here feeling inspired to just dive deeper into who it is you want to be without all the stigma of holding on to who it is you've been to whatever, please other people or whatever it is. So Hannah, give us your reinvention story. (laughs) Oh my God. I love that. I also would almost say that you should be reinventing yourself, not just you can, mm. you, you probably must <laughs> at some point. <laughs> That's how we grow, right? So I met Madeline, it was during COVID, and I was at, staying with my parents and I grew up in Colorado. So, so fortunate to have grown up in Colorado. We were spending COVID there and Madeline reached out and at the time you were running Aspen Art Curation which was a, you were managing a group of artists and we were selling art together online and in person, it turned out later on, yeah. worldwide. <laughs> and so you basically taught me whether or not I realized it at the time, how to reinvent myself. And I, we were talking before we started recording about how like that was kind of the beginning for me. So um, you reached out on Instagram and I had started 
I had literally just started like posting my paintings and, you know, my ideas and started getting expressing myself digitally. I honestly, like it was such crazy timing. Like you think about how th good things happen at the right time. Like that, this was one of the things. Mm. So yeah, you reached out and we, I joined the, I joined the club yeah. and <laughs> it was so nice to feel like I was learning about myself and also learning about business and learning about how to market myself and confidence learning how to speak about myself and my art and my ideas like that was super key so like that was what spring of 2020 that was like the first version of myself that mm. I feel like lately I can define as an artist and now fast forward 2023 i'm a first year master's student back at harvard i should say i went to harvard for undergrad so i'm back at harvard i'm uh, at the design school i'm getting a master of landscape architecture which means my priorities shifted my timeline shifted like you know things change right and so now I'm figuring out who I am as an artist and who I want to be as a designer and all of these facets and trying to fit them together. So that's kind of where I'm at. Mm. Yeah. When did the moment come where you realized it's time for me to make some serious changes? Oh, yes. Um, I was working in New York for the past two years before coming back to Cambridge last fall. It was such an amazing time for me like it was such a period of growth and exploration and fun <laughs> and like joy and stress and hard work I was working for a landscape architecture firm as a studio assistant in Brooklyn I was you know painting on my rooftop <laughs> making it work and having fun while doing it there's not like one specific moment that I can think of, but I do remember this onset of emotions or reactions to what I was putting out there. And I kind of started feeling like I was making art or making paintings just to put something out there. Like I started feeling stressed about having a repertoire and keeping up with myself. Mm -hmm. And I think in hindsight that that was like an expectation growing on me of having to be a certain way or make a certain type of painting or what have you. And like, that's when I stopped working on my paintings as much. So like, you know, these, these things will are signals, right? <laughs> I didn't mm. quite catch them at the time, but now that I have some, I've had some time to reflect on like the past two years, I really think that it was a, like a turning point this past um, spring or really last year where I was, I was kind of just like going along with the motions and I had lost my reason for, or my, I'd lost like the intuition behind it. Mm. And so, you know, that's kind of, I guess, part of the, the hamster wheel of New York too. You're just so busy, go, go, going, which we can also talk about. I, I have also like learning to say no. Oh my God. Changed my life. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So what you just brought up um, is really one point that we can all look at in our lives is have you stopped, naturally stopped doing something or going out of your way to do something that used to bring you joy, something that maybe you've even sunk mm -hmm. funds into and invested into? Are you now naturally pulling away from that and it's becoming more of a should 
I should do this. I need to do this. Not so much I want to and really enjoy doing this. So that's a great point. Totally. And it, it does lead into this hamster wheel. So t- yeah, tell us what it was like to be in New York because you left New York. So there was something else that happened that led to this reinvention. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's definitely related to the work that I was doing there. And I was interested in going back to school. Probably, you know, I started thinking about school like the fall of 2021 or summer of 2021. And so the like the projects we were doing and the work was like really exciting and I was I was like excelling. I was doing a really good job and I loved my coworkers. Oh my god, I miss them so much. Mm. But I think like there was a point where I I probably this is funny. Like I could have stayed another year. This is what I'm thinking about right now. Like I probably could have stayed another year, you know. But I am also kind of, it was pretty good timing to leave because I wasn't giving myself enough rest. Mm. I wasn't like letting myself breathe. You know, I was like, I had, I was so lucky to have friends old and new in the city. And, uh, you know, I prioritized my social life and I prioritized connecting with people, which was so important for me at the time. But I think I just like needed to shift again. Mm. I think I like, it's so funny, like, you, in a way, you're an observer of your own self, and you have to respect when those shifts happen and, like, kind of be okay feeling uncomfortable and, like, being, like, in the liminal space of being, like, hey, this feels weird or I feel off or this feels great, but I'm exhausted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah, you brought up two really important points. One being that we can notice that we're starting to um, prioritize things that aren't exactly healthy for us um, in, in the, the grand scheme of things, like hustling and moving 24-7 and not resting enough. And so we're putting aside these things that we really do need to have a successful life you know, as a human, like survive as a being, right? We need good sleep. We need good food. We need good rest. We need quiet time. And so that's um, a really good point. If you see yourself letting go and saying no to things that are kind of requirements for being like a healthy, happy, functioning human, that's another sign. And then to become the observer of your life, that's another thing where we are all doing that. And if you're not feeling like you are, I think you really then do need to take a step back because if you're not observing the things that you're doing in life, how do you know if you're on the the right path? How do you know if you're like connected to that source energy? How do you know if you're even enjoying your time, if you're just moving, moving, moving. There was this quote this morning. Uh, I was at a networking event and there was this little quote above the toilet. I'm probably going to butcher it, but something along the lines of <laughs> don't be too busy building a career and forget to build your life. And I think that that is so key. And I saw that and I stayed in the bathroom for another second, just looking at it like, wow, that's a really great quote. And I'm thankful that I'm putting a lot of time and energy these days into building my life Um, because I didn't always, when I was a professional athlete, that's all I did. I avoided family. I was just focused on building my personal brand. Um, Like what's the next sponsor I can get? What's, what's the next international trip I can take? You know, where is it going to start snowing next? 
as opposed to realizing that, you know, well, now I'm older, I'm 31, and I'm not getting invited to a bunch of weddings. I don't have a bunch of super tight friends. I've got a lot of acquaintances. And then I have a couple, a couple that are like my ride or die. Um, but I'm just noticing yeah. like I gave up a lot. I gave up a lot for, for mm -hmm. me and to pursue this thing that I thought was like, the one thing that would make me happy, like the dream, whatever, everyone was applauding me for it, um, the whole athlete thing. But in reality, like, was it really the right move for me? I was not being the observer of my life. Mm -hmm. I was just looking for the summit. And when you get to the top of the summit, yeah. you're alone and you look out and you see all the other peaks left to climb. And uh, it really taught me a lot <laughs> about life. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes you just have to experience it too, you know, like, you don't know until you really know, you know, you know, <laughs> the hindsight, like you kinda, <laughs> in hindsight. Yeah. In hindsight, you might not intuitively know what's good for you in the moment, hmm. but I do think it's important to listen to the way that your mind and body reacts to those decisions because it's going to tell you something for sure. Yeah. So, so was yeah. it your mind, your body or both? That was your, um, either like your first nudge or the final nudge to move out of New York and, and go back to school, get a master's at Harvard. That's a, it's a pretty big shift. Yeah, it is. And to my chagrin, I honestly really didn't give myself a transition period. Mm. So that's something that I told, that's a huge nugget that I learned about myself. I know everyone's different, but for me, like to have, to have had maybe two weeks in the city where I was like, saying goodbye you know mm. or like saying hello to new opportunities um I know that's like that's kind of cheesy but it was probably really important and I just skipped over it I just like left you know yeah I was in that mindset of just going 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 yeah I don't know I think it was probably my mind that was like just rushing I have I definitely have some anxiety and I like you know the past year has been like a reckoning in terms of getting to know myself for sure so being in that mindset and like being open to understanding all of that I think I probably would not have had the space to do that in New York mm. you know you can't control that timeline sometimes you you know you have depressive episodes and you have like really shitty days and you have like really good days and I think like it was definitely my mind was telling me like, hey, we got some stuff to figure out, <laughs> you know, but also like the timeline of school is really interesting because, you know, it's set. You kind of have to go. So I was kind of in a way forcing myself to leave. I spent a month at home last, sum last summer in July before I went back to school, which was lovely and tried to give myself that rest, but it just didn't come. It was really weird. I feel like whenever I go to Colorado or maybe people this will resonate with people like whenever I go home to like where I grew up I feel like I I can chill I can relax and this time I think there was just like more going on in my head and I just like home was no longer I guess like I needed to reinvent what I saw as home in order for me to you know, find that respite a little more. Mm. And it wasn't just like the act of getting on a plane anymore. So that was uh, also a shift for sure. Wow. Reinventing what home means. And I don't want to just skip over the transition time. 
that you said you missed in a way and thought you were going to be able to experience when you got to that physical location that you grew up in. Now, looking mm-hmm. looking back, you wish you would have spent a couple of weeks just in that nostalgic space of still being where it is you were living in New York, but viewing it now as like, oh, this is the last time I'm going to be at this location. Like, I'm going to say bye to this friend and really like hone in on that connection so taking the time um, to then again say hello yeah. to all the new people when you show up. But it's difficult to do that with school or when we move um, to a new space um, or start a new job. We're just we wait until the last minute and then we get there and then we start going and we forget that this is a whole new shift for our body, whether it's a new business you're starting a new relationship or moving to a new location um, or even coming home from work at the end of the day, instead of jumping right into the housework, give yourself some space and time to just to just sit. Um, depending on what your beliefs are, like I believe in God and divine creator and just having quiet time to sit and appreciate the trees, to pet my dog and not feel like I'm doing something like I have to read this personal development book or I better have bacon in the oven. Something needs to be moving forward. It's like, no, let's just sit and recognize, right? This is kind of the, I'm the observer now of what's going on. And instead of constantly doing, I'm sitting back and I'm just being. It's so important to have that space and time and so what is your new definition of home then? You didn't get to experience, you know, that peace and serenity grounding where you grew up. And so where where have you found home in yourself now? Oh, that's such a good question. Um, and so relevant in terms of like reinventing yourself. And, you know, I I think that home for me is a place where I can be by myself. <laughs> In a lot of ways, um, a place where I can, yeah, like what you were just describing, like where you can just sit with yourself and it's a place of gratitude for sure. It's definitely a place where I can connect with nature, be outside, you know, work out mm. is huge. Working out is huge for me. I know we're both former athletes and finding my way back to working out from a training plan of working like 500, 600 hours a year is like, that was, that's also been a huge transition. I was a D1 athlete in college. And so it's just been, I was just with my friend this weekend. We were just talking about how, how challenging that is to like rewire your brain around making workouts fun Mm -hmm. (laughs) because, you know, they, obviously it is, they are fun, but over time it gets taxing. Sometimes they're not. But anyways, yeah. So just a couple of times. Yeah. It's fine. Um, (laughs) Sitting in a van for three hours and then going doing homework after a race. It's fine. But yeah, I feel like home is, I don't know, it's a place where you can like attach yourself to the ground and like just have a moment, Mm. you know? Yeah. I feel like as a student and being interested in the field of landscape architecture, I'm really curious about people's relationship with land. And that's kind of like what my paintings are about Mm -hmm. too. They're a chance for me to explore my relationship with landscape and those like that, like interstitial uh, area where it's like it feels like an emotional spiritual connection almost like 
I'm trying to explore that. So it's very ironic that I did not give myself the chance to say goodbye to these places in New York. Mm. But I just learned so much from that. So, Oh, man, you just brought back some memories of me because I would think for me because I would think about you when I was in Alaska. And I know I sent you a couple photos um, where the mountain, the top of the mountain range meets the sky. And one of my favorite mountain vistas or just in general views is when you can't quite tell where like the ground and the sky meet, where the water ends. Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And you know what? I totally forgot until just now that you were also an athlete. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about the identity shedding that has to happen when you transition from, you know, because you trained your whole life. I'm assuming you started Mm -hmm. when you were young, as did I. And that has been the biggest shift for me in reinventing, um, even down to like the community that follows me online. Like it's mostly people from back when I was skiing and traveling all over the world. And so having, being able to let go of, you know, I don't need to be the the skier girl. Um, I get to be worthy and enough as someone who doesn't ski has been huge. I made it a point to like not ski this year. Part of me is like, am I going to go up North? Am I going to go ski? Maybe once with my cousin, (laughs) this will be the first year since I was two years old that I never skied. Like I was skiing in the womb probably in my mom's womb. Yeah. So it's, it's been a a really long road. It's been years of letting, of letting this go. So Mm -hmm. how, how has that been for you? You know, it's been really interesting. I like, so I graduated college in 2019 and then I coached a middle school team back at my hometown for a year after that, before going to New York. Oh my God. Talk about an amazing transition period. That year was like, so bliss. (laughs) Mm. I, the transition like is ongoing for sure. I mean, we're talking about reinventing yourself. I mean, it kind of is always changing and it's funny because it's, I could easily say it's what you make it. It's like you, you are in control, but it's not that easy, (laughs) you know, (laughs) you know, it's like, it's this funny thing. You kind of have to like recondition your pre your pre-existing conceptions of what is important to you. Mm-hmm. Sport is really important to me. I and especially safe sport. Safe sport is essential. Sport is so important for kids. I feel like I learned so many of my core values from Nordic skiing mm-hmm. and from my coaches mm-hmm. at Ski Club Vale. Shout out to Dan Wyland, Eric Pepper. And the women, Lanka, oh my God, and Allison. I mean, those people are like central to my life. And like the whole reason is because of Nordic skiing is like this thing, this competitive sport. So yeah, my feelings about exercise are wrapped up in competitive training and trying to be my best self. And what you just said really resonated, like being good enough Mm. or having enough without that you know, also like being recognized for doing really well or doing just okay. Like those two things were very different for me as an athlete. So yeah, there's a lot there for sure. Yeah. You had mentioned uh, this morning you were going to go work out and you did yoga instead. Um, And even that alone, I think Mm -hmm. people can relate to that. You know, I didn't get up and go to the gym this morning. I'm just going on a walk or, you know, I've only been out of the house this many times in the last so many days and I should be doing more. And I think we need to give ourselves 
compassion, of course, move your body. Like if you're not leaving your house, you, it's going to be good for your mental health to move your body. Um, but we need to give ourselves compassion. It's not always great actually for the female body with our hormones to be going and pushing ourselves all the time. And I found I joined this new gym membership uh, called Hot Works and you you get up and you go whenever you want 24-7 and you work out in an infrared sauna and there's um, spinning, there's bar, there's the rower, there's Pilates, there's yoga and I was really pushing myself. I wanted to make sure that when I went, I did the whole workout. I would do it in the morning. I was getting up early, you know, 6.45 a.m., going to the gym four or five days a week and I had to take a second and look back at what I was doing because I was tired all the time. I was still feeling like I wasn't doing enough. Well, it was just one hour of workout a day. And we're always going to have, yeah. right? It's like even when you're operating at your peak, like when you were an athlete, it unless you're winning every race and even when you are winning, there's still always something that you could tweak to do better. There's always another competition or like a higher level something until you're in the Olympics. And even then there's, there's more competitions that, you know, the Olympics are the most popular, but they're not necessarily like, it's not necessarily the top comp for every single sport. Right. So I just, I want you guys to realize that you're, you're doing great. And if you're noticing that you're not doing great, that's also great that you're observing what's going on okay. <laughs> in your life. And yeah. so, Hannah, we're about to wrap up here. And I want to make sure that people also know at least one thing that you have learned from this transitional period that you would do differently. Um, so I guess we, we did already talk about how you would go back and you would say goodbye to everyone and spend some time. Um, but is there or something else that you could maybe leave everyone with uh, that's relatable to no matter whether they're transitioning from a mom or a pregnant woman to a mom or a career woman to a new business owner or someone that's moving locations? Like what is something that they should look at in their lives that they might not be seeing right now during this this space? Yeah, because it is hard to see when it's happening sometimes. I don't know. I think honestly, like everyone is, everyone's experience is so different, which is, I, it's so important to like try and understand each other too and figure out, you know, make connections so you know what's going on with everybody else. But I feel like, you know, we've talked a lot about like sport and determination and grit and powering through. I think something that has helped me lately is, you know, maintaining all those values. I mean, they're so important for, you know, achieving what you want to achieve, but also having some tenderness Mm -hmm. is really important. So whatever that means to you, I mean, for me, it's, it's reading a book that is non-educational, like literally like fiction, like (laughs) does not, you know, like, I'm like, sometimes I'm like, I'm going to read. And then I end up being like, oh, I have to read this book. It's really important. It's supposed to be really good. <laughs> no, read fiction. Read some. Read a comic book. Read a graphic novel. Something chill. But yeah, or like you know, listening to music, dancing, mm. like whatever tender self love you can give yourself that that feels right is so so important. Yeah. So, oh, I just yeah. That's the advice. I, I love give. that. I just had this vision of someone moving locations and having their house all boxed up and feeling like, well, we've got to get everything 
scheduled and organized and the van is coming to move the boxes and then we have to move into the new house and then blah, 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 blah. And I had this vision of like, just like in your underwear, the boxes are like half packed and you just have the music on and you're eating pizza and you're just dancing, like whatever (laughs) that can be like in your life do that like put your dancing pants on yeah. or take them off and just hold that fake oh, microphone don't have, you, don't, you don't have to schedule it <laughs> yeah yeah let it happen yeah in the moment a total in the moment experience like that so the next time you find yourself rushing towards the future the future that is going to come whether you run or walk and those things that need to happen maybe quickly if you're getting this nudge from god that's telling you like sit down and look outside or crank the music and dance just follow that that's going to be the right move because whatever it is you're trying to get done if you break it down deep enough like we do most things because we want joy and peace and happiness and contentment And so that nudge, that thought of like, oh, I could just dance right now or I could just sit right now. That's God trying to give you that now. You don't need to do all the external things to get that peace and joy. Sometimes it just takes following that intuition and those nudges. So Hannah, this is such a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Where can... Oh, yeah. Where can people find you if they want to follow along with your Cambridge journey and check out some of your art? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram with mountains, two S's at the end with mountains. I'm starting up a newsletter, I believe. So if you're at all interested in my work or process, definitely give me a follow on Instagram. I'll be sending updates there. Awesome. All right, we'll link that in the show notes, you guys. Thanks for tuning in and listening to this amazing conversation on reinventing yourself now. Get out there and be chill, all right? (laughs) Bye. Has your brain ever gotten in the way of you bringing those wild dreams of yours to life? I have something for you. All you got to do is leave a review and send a screenshot to hello at the show.com just like you see it here below and turn worry into motivation with this exclusive visualization that I created for you. This is my secret weapon that leaves lasting mindset shifts in your brain in 10 minutes or less. Say goodbye to impossible syndrome as you continue to move forward on those big scary goals all you have to do is leave that review on apple comment below here on youtube or give us five stars on spotify to qualify i am so excited to deliver this straight to your inbox it's one year from today and you're looking back on this moment right here thinking wow i cannot believe i did all of that you spoke on 20 aligned podcasts and you have 10 more booked for next year already there's five big time magazines that featured you and your business sharing your message with the world you put yourself out there and spoke in person to an audience so excited to support your brand your products are selling without having to post about them and your email list that thing tripled. You had the time of your life doing what you do best, speaking from the soul with no pressure and a whole lot of fun. You even got your feet wet, pitching your first TED talk, and you can't wait to hear back. This is just a taste of what's possible when you join Speak Up. 
a movement of entrepreneurs we meet every single month to master the art of public speaking and the strategy behind getting the gig so you can take your brand to that next level. Get visible, speak powerfully, and get that gig, my friend. Sign up at themadelineshow.com slash speakup to leverage new speaking opportunities today so you can get off the content creation hamster wheel and start showing up for your brand like the brilliant CEO I know you already are.